0: Hello, Tyson Sharp here, and if you're looking to share your content in a way that allows for engagement and clients instead of just crickets, this is the interview for you, so let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. and it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. And a big welcome back to you, my friends. I just got off the interview with Sam Ricks. And the reason why I invite him on is because I've seen so many people out there who are pushing out content consistently and the challenge is that the content isn't necessarily getting the engagement and creating the impact that you want. And with Facebook and social media, everything's starting to shift so much. The question is, what is going to help me create the content that's going to create the biggest impact it's going to change the most amount of lives and obviously build your business to a point where you want to see it as well. So that's why I had to get him on. I've, I've already met Sam. I've already had a chat with him and got to know him and seeing that the amount of experience he has in this field is really, really cool. And so what you'll learn in this interview is how to optimize your content so it creates the most amount of reach, so it creates the most amount of impact, so it builds your business as a byproduct. Um, really how to start with Facebook and ads and doing an, and doing uh, paid for the first time. Really some simple steps and some questions you can ask yourself to make sure you get started on the right foot. Um, we definitely go into what platforms right now are working and in terms of how to optimize that content for that particular platform. And most importantly, how to be open to feedback. How to test and tweak the things you're already putting out there so that you're improving consistently and so you can start to build build some momentum with your content. So they're the things that we truly started to touch on along with many other things, but they're the main the main pieces that you will learn. Uh, let me read you his bio, because it's really, really cool. You'll hear his story, but um, I'll read his bio so you get a bit of an understanding about who Sam is and where he's come from. So Sam's a digital marketer with 10 years of experience in the client side and agency management. Uh, who's worked for and across a number of world-leading brands uh, and organizations including Amazon Prime, Fox Sports, and Uber. So what he's been able to do is take the experience he's had with these huge organizations and bring them to empower individuals and small to medium-sized businesses to understand the marketing realm uh, in more detail in his really collaborative approach. So whether it's coaching or execution, Right. Sam's dedicated himself uh, to helping others with the, pl- the plethora of digital skills that he's learned over a decade. Right? So he's been able to take the experience that he's learned in these big companies and have the heart to say, you know what, I want to use these skills to really empower and help the small guys get out there and really build their brand, build their awareness and, uh, and bring their business to more people. And so Sam to teaches his clients the art of content creation so they can realize their own potential and maximize their impact. That's what we're all about here, right? We are all about coupling the internal empowerment, the spirituality, the personal growth with business strategy, right? With the tools, tactics, and strategies that can help you get more reach, create more impact so that you can create more revenue and income as a byproduct. So without further ado, I know you're excited about this, so let's jump into it. Here is Sam Ricks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. As you guys know, I'm excited to bring more of the tangible tactics tool strategies because we are all here in business. We're all here to spread our light, share our heart, and to make the biggest impact Obviously, if you're here, you know it's it's coupling not only the the spiritual growth that you're feeling and their personal development, but coupling that with the the tactics, with some tools and strategies that allow you to reach more people, have more people, you know, see your message, but also so that your light can create that change in their lives, whether it be on social media, whether it be through post videos, all those different things. And that's why I have Sam here. And Sam Ricks is the expert with, you know, obviously, he'll share his story, but 10 years of just learning these sort of things in terms of Facebook, how to get the most optimal reach, how to just create more impact in the lives of those you want to help. And so Sam, it's a pleasure, pleasure to have you here. It's awesome to get your wisdom and and spend this time just to dive in deep on how people can execute their mission. But how are you going?
1: Tice, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. I think, um, you know, what you're doing is, is incredible. And, um, you know, with the podcast firing and the community firing, it's, it, you know, it's, it's actually a privilege for me to be on here, mate. So thank you.
0: Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah, we, we, uh, we started a, a chat, you know, it was a few weeks ago. And you were, when you were describing what you've been through in terms of, you know, working for who you have and then where you are now in terms of your mission, it was really, it was inspiring to me not only for a few reasons of, uh, you know, you're obviously helping more people, but to go from that environment and uh, and you can share this in your story in a little bit, but to go from, to follow your heart, to do something that is a bit out of the ordinary, out of social norms, to, to helping those that you feel called to serve is a really, really cool, uh, it's a really big mission and, it's 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 heartfelt because that's what we're all on we're all in that journey of following our heart even if it goes against what our brain may seem as safe um so i'd love to give you the the space to just share your story so that everyone listening can know why they need to listen to this and and how it's going to help them grow their business in terms of their reach in terms of their impact and obviously the the financial result of their business as well
1: thanks Tyce. i think um for me uh really it started as a kid, right? Like we talk about heart center and we talk about where you come from and who you are as a person, which ultimately impacts who you are as a businessman and, and Tyson, I know you went on this journey as well, but for me, when I was super young, uh, 12, so in two thousand, been 2000, started 2003. Um, my dad passed away uh, from, from, from liver and pancreatic cancer. And, and kind of that shift in my mentality at that age was, I was obsessed with helping people. I became very much looked after my mom and very much looked after my sisters and kind of forgot about me, but through my extroversion, wanted to to help them. Right. And my dad ran a small business. He was an entrepreneur as well. Um, and I went, you know what, uh, I'm really kind of the end game for me when I started in my career and I'll take you to the start of the career guys, please don't, um, don't, don't switch off yet. Um, But the start of the career was, was more with the intention to help small businesses out. I think due to that catalyst in my life and, and from, from my opinion, uh, sorry, from my, from my experience, I started working at uh, Fox sports. Um, so major, major business, um, huge sport nuts. I love my AFL, love my cricket, love my football, rugby, name it. Um, and really at that stage, social media and digital marketing weren't a thing. Right. And it, it was, this was a Rupert Murdoch company. You know, these guys were all news Corp, ads in the paper, radio, TV, big spots. Um, and they kind of handed this social media like all of it to myself and and a kind of few others and they said here go do what you want and there was a stage where we kind of went well we're getting we're getting the short stick here like you know we 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 just because we're 21 or 22 doesn't mean we know how to you know run business on on, on social media and it ended up pretty quickly turning into something that we would with $500 boosting a post and optimizing against a few audiences, we'd get a million video views. And, and back then, I mean, times have changed. You have to spend a lot more money to get a million video views then, but back then it was just like Facebook and Instagram. They wanted you to spend money on their platforms. Um, so I kind of saw it as being something that you can be good at everything in marketing, or you can be world-class at something. So I just zoned in, on the digital lens and just went, all right, push TV, radio and, and, print aside. I want to do digital. And I want to do social media specifically. And, um, I left Fox sports after seven years and, and the following was like 30 million plus across the channels that we built across both, you know, it's it had something like 14 or 15 million Australians followed the pages. Plus you had a few like English and, and, and Americans plus, Plus Indians for and Pakistanis and Sri Lankans for the cricket because I always loved the, the the cricket side of things and and we we I kind of moved away and I was like you know what and this kind of comes back to what you were saying ties I need to actually shoot myself in the foot here this is a big corporation if I leave nothing happens people still watch AFL on TV people still watch football on TV I need to know what this feels like as a small business so I went away to a um, Uh, pretty much a social media startup um, which ultimately failed because we had an investor run away owing a lot of money but the figure it out yourself mentality I just hadn't been exposed to that because I was working at a company with 2,000 employees so it was all of a sudden build a website build an app what I don't know how to do that just work it out and the kind of the empowerment that I had from a job like that brought me to where I am. And, and, you know, in between that I worked at a huge social media agency in Australia, probably the biggest and saw how to run, you know, conversion campaigns for budgets of a hundred bucks a month versus budgets of a hundred thousand a month where they wanted brand awareness, you know, some major world-class your Ubers or your Amazons. your, You know, these guys were spending a bucket load of cash, but, I left that business when traveling with my wife for six months in South America, hiked, you know, to us, I know you're a big meditator. We started doing a lot of it and tried to be a little bit more kind of, what do I want to achieve? You know, I don't want to work for a big agency. I want to work for businesses that, um, that ultimately quash little ones. So I came back and started a business where my sole purpose is to empower others to do the job they want to do is is to understand the skill set to learn how i did it with major organizations and how you know just some you know a few months of teaching um, can benefit you to the point where you'll be flying and executing this all yourself and i think it's something that marketers traditionally hold on to because they go this is my skill set i don't want to teach any of you this but for me, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm for the people. Cause I think word of mouth spreads about the job that you're doing. And, and Tice, that's really the summary of my career and where I got to.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I just want to let you go and just, and just share your story. Cause I was, I was engaged and, uh, and fascinated because when you're at a major, when you're at a big company, and they're saying i'll give these 21 22 year olds the freedom to just do whatever they want on social media and then you start blowing it up i mean it gives you the indication of what we have at our disposal right we yeah. have the ability to leverage this technology and like you said we, nowadays things have shifted and it takes a lot more money to invest to get a million views but it gives you the understanding that there are when you are in 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 the know with what's up and coming and what's, what's working. I mean, you really can leverage it and you really can use it uh, even if some people don't think you can, but Mm -hmm. then you also, the part of your story that I love the most is that you, you started off wanting to really serve, wanting to really help and to be able to create that shift in your career where you're now just on the space of like, I'm just going to do this to share my knowledge, not keep it to me, but share it and teach people how to do this. So because I know when we had a chat, you said there's so many people that are paying agencies and paying consultants, you know, a lot of money for something they can learn themselves and learn how to do it. So they can have the option of hiring someone or not, and they can leverage those skills. Um, give, me, give me a reason on, on the type of well, what, do you, what do you feel when you help someone like that, uh, where they can start taking their campaigns and, their, and leveraging their social media in the space of their own empowerment rather than at the hands of someone else. What does that do within you?
1: For me, it's, it's hugely satisfying. You know, it, it's, it's, it's what you stand for, right? It's what I stand for. And I think, you know, a good example is our, our mutual friend, Ian Hawkins. And he came to me and he goes, let's, you know, let the, I need some help. And we did some trade off work where he um, he was helping me um, and I was helping him. And the way he talks to me now is like he's the marketer and I'm the idiot. It's unbelievable. He just turns around and goes, Nah, Sam, but we aren't, we're not optimizing across these audiences. This messaging, you know, it's actually hitting the male 30 to 45s a little bit more. That's probably my target audience. Let's go there. Let's build some content on these themes that are performing. Community management's been a bit off. My messaging's working. I'm sitting here going, Hang on. Like, yeah you could walk into a digital marketing manager role now, you know, at a big company. And that for me is just awesome that, that, you know, something for him where he felt just completely clueless is he's using mathematics and content to drive him the best results for his business. And, and it's a good segue as to, as to what the kind of key is. And I think people will be coming onto this podcast um, to try and get some help and to get some, you know, to understand a little bit more, but put simplified, the game is if you produce good content and good regular content, and if you are persistent with that content, you're learning from that content, right? With a mathematical play of where is it resonating? Like, you know, what, what am I learning from Is, is, you know, for me, that's the optimization game. It's content plus mathematics and optimization will drive you success because it tells you Facebook and Instagram is live marketing research ties. And if you, if you see it, like I know now, I'm talking to one of the masters of community here where it's something that I definitely not have enough mastered. So there's, I guess there's a few realms to what social media is, is for me, I'm more the paid side, new audiences into conversion um, for people, but for you, you've just got this like, Uncanny ability to bring people together from all around the world, which is which is a whole different ballgame, Tyson. That's something you'd be teaching me on. Um, even though I've worked ten years in the space, you've got the the clue, and that's hard work. That's dedication. That's following up. That's being structured. Whereas for my, mine's more, let's let's test this creative. Let's talk about X. See how that resonates in the forty to fifty-five year old female market. Nope, okay, we'll see how it resonates in the 30 to 40-year-old market. That's working, working really, really well. Let's test that in the 30, 40 males, not working. Okay, cool, 30 to 40 female with this message is working. I need to build three different more pieces of content on that for that market. Let's go find out what the solution is for the next one. And, and that kind of rolling success, right, where you're actually learning and educating yourself, um, it's a proven science, mate. It is a proven science. As We're talking numbers here is I remember there's a great story, um, sorry to bore everyone, but there's a great story where I um, was working in an organisation, I won't name which one, and a huge senior um, operator came up to me and he was like, this message is going to work. And I went, no, it's not. And he goes, what do you mean? And I went, that won't work. And he was like, well, well who are you to say this, you young whippersnapper, you know, talking rubbish and all that. And I was like, mate, here's the data mathematically i trialed xyz across all your audiences and z performed you've got x here i'm telling you right now this is the mass for you to decide what marketing message you need to go down and he ripped it up in front of my face didn't believe me came back three months later going you were right and that's the beauty of it right is that no one can argue with numbers tice. And no one can argue with community and, 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 you know, yours is way more, um, uh, your approach is, is, is so heartfelt. It's from the heart. It's exactly what you, you know, you're trying to achieve. Um, but for me, mine is way more kind of new audiences into sales funnels. Plus what is that conversion metric?
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, that would be my initial question. If someone's growing, a business online, let's say they're a solopreneur, they're doing content here and there, they're trying what they can to gain the engagement on, on Facebook and Instagram, and they might be uploading some videos be on YouTube or something. What would you, what would you give them as first steps? If they were to seriously think about leveraging the platform of Facebook and Instagram, what would be their first steps in terms of in terms of starting to get into this market so they can get that engagement, and start to learn?
1: I think before you even start on, on on social, is you need to understand who your audience is, right? And from your audiences, say we know that, you know, for, for TICE yourself, you appeal broadly to 30 to 55s, right? Both across male and female, let's just say. So if I'm building content for a 30 year old versus a 55 year old, 55 year olds are going to respond to a very different message than a 30 year old, right? Because maybe a 30 year old's more savvy with, with social, maybe maybe a 55 year old's you know used to being sold things traditionally. So from there, once you know your audience, you've got to back your instinct to build content that performs and that works. So for me, I would, you know, for me, when I started my business, I went and people go, Oh, you're not posting that much on, on, on social we organically. I go, yeah, it's all done behind the surface. I'm not targeting you. I'm targeting chiropractors and dentists. I'm targeting those who want to learn entrepreneurs, you know, startup owners, like whatever. Um, but my content varied hugely from entrepreneurial entrepreneurs to larger companies that will potentially use my agency. If they've got, you know, if they want video content production or whatever, and your messaging must differ. It is not one size fits all. And the first thing you should do is build yourself a content calendar, understand what you think is going to resonate. And that's step one. And then step two is testing it because your instinct might be wrong. And that's the beauty of it is the amount of times I get, I go Tys, I've got a great idea, man. This is going to be unbelievable. tell you it's going to blow up and then the next day i remember i was telling you this a a, a few calls ago and the next day i've I've tested it and it's bombed like it has just done nothing but i've optimized with three other pieces of creative and one's done really well is that you know you're never throwing all your eggs in one basket with social but you need to back your instinct at the start because you might get the idea that kills it or you might get the idea that bombs that's okay it's a learning get better um, so yeah, definitely your audience and second content and then third test and learn. Mm.
0: That's, that's what I love about social media. Not only do you put things out there to obviously get engagement, obviously have people learn about your business, but the feedback is, is just as valuable as the content reaching out itself, right? Cause you can test and tweak things that work, learn more about your audience and just put it, put out more and more content that does resonate. So you're inspiring, you're changing lives, but you're also growing your business as a byproduct. Um, and that's what I'd love. So so you recommend just starting off knowing your audience, doing a content calendar, really just starting to get out there and testing and tweaking. Um, yeah. Is there any way you would recommend that someone, if they haven't done any type of paid ads to start with, if they haven't, if they don't know much about that world, but they've just been posting organically, what would, what would be some uh, some baby steps where they can start to test and tweak and they can start to really put some things out there so they can start to learn the numbers
1: yeah I, 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 before I answer that question, I might just go back to something that that you 're the king of, which is community management right is seeking feedback as well so so I think that's a really big point is is getting eyeballs on your content. Now, Tice, I know you approached me, said, thank you for the support. What do you reckon? You know, this is great. And you've tweaked that off listening to others, right? You've obviously backed your instinct at the start, but you're opening yourself up is those businesses and entrepreneurs that aren't willing to receive feedback will fail. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I find it to be um, crucial with me is that I'll blast I'll tell you a good example before I jump into um, organically and where I would start was I did this course. Uh, I don't know if you've read the book, seven habits of highly effective people. Um, Stephen Covey, right? It's a classic. And I just became, it was like the, one of the first self-help books I read when I was 23, 24. And cause I wanted to improve myself. I wanted, it was very heart centered. It's very, you know, for the people you would love it. And, and I, um, I did this. And one of the things that the, the, thing, the, the, the I guess the the courses they ask you to do is you need to expose yourself to constructive feedback for your department and the marketing department at Fox Sports was like 30 strong. So I gave them a sheet of paper, right? Sheet of paper. And I asked them to give constructive feedback on me, go to town. I'm interested. And I thought I'm going to get 10 out of 10 here. There's going to be no problem. I'm going to walk through breezy, um i was probably more arrogant than i am now back then and i got hammered left right and center just you 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 over talk you 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 communicate you talk over people in meetings um you you don't actively listen and all i was just like whoa like that is a huge paradigm shift for me because i want to be for the people but I'm clearly not acting like it and that community management which i know you do so well led me to believe and I became a better person from that experience was brutal. I was put on the spot in front of everyone, told, told people that I was, you know, like he's here all my flaws as an operator, as a person and as an operator Um, and got to the point where I used that for my business. And I wasn't afraid to ask people what they thought about my key USPs, my messages, my content. And I'd get hammered again, but I knew straight away that I wanted to be. Mm. because the paradigm shift was there. And, and I think for, you know, going back to, to the previous question, it was audiences, content, test and learn and feedback. I think they're the four keys. But on your next question, Ty, sorry to kind of blubber on there, is where would I start if I wanted organically? I would start on LinkedIn or I'd start on TikTok. Why? Organic reaches through the roof on both of those platforms. And, and you're going to learn more than posting organically on Facebook because ultimately the first people you get on Facebook and Instagram page tend to be your friends and your family. Um, So they only want to give you good feedback, but if you want to take the LinkedIn approach and the TikTok approach, you're going to get more people you don't know come to check you out. And for me, that is where I start. It's where I did start for me. Um, I wanted to be kind of left open for feedback. And I remember I had a typo in one of my, um, my videos, seven or eight people picked it up you got a typo here. You're unprofessional. i went mean, fair play. I won't do that again. Bang. The thumbnail. I remember I was, I was looking like I was, you know, like half asleep in the thumbnail because people have don't have autoplay on Facebook. Bang. 10 other people came up to me and said, you, you look like an idiot. You need to change the, the thumbnail. If, it, if anyone doesn't know what the thumbnail is, it's the image that they show you on the feed before the video starts. So I look like I was half asleep and it was awesome to get that feedback, right? Because you can't see it as being negative. If you see it as being negative, you will not succeed in this day and age as an entrepreneur. So that's my long-winded answer to that question, Tyson.
0: That's awesome. And uh, a lot of people in my, in my paid programs are probably laughing because I'm, I'm all about feedback. I, I drain it in them. I'm like, you, you put out things in terms of your programs, your content, your courses, whatever it may be, and you're always testing and reiterating and if you're not open for that feedback and if you're scared about what people might say, then you'll be building something based on your imagination and based on something that is not to do with your clients, not to do with your customer. And when you're, when you have the courage, like you said, you just have the courage to, for 30 people to be out there um, and you just ask for, for feedback, it gives you the, it gives you like the, the, the muscle, to be open for it because no doubt you can still ask now people on LinkedIn about your video. But the reason why you're able to do that is because you're able to take the constructive feedback and not see it as negative, but see it as a way to improve. Um, I think people can truly start to take some steps in that direction to develop that muscle, to learn how to receive feedback so that you can get the the information that you might be missing, right? Um, whether it's about yourself or whether it's operationally in your content or whatever it may be. Um, what would you say to someone that's a little bit scared about getting out there and saying, but I, I just, I really don't want to hear what what they might have to say.
1: I would say, honestly, Tice, I would say, well, mate, if you're starting a business, you need to be is, is like, it, like it is a requirement for an entrepreneur and, People, people perceive feedback as being the hate, right? And a lot of people will go, "That's you know, you're an idiot," or "Get on the tight." You know, who who do you think you are? It happens to me all the time on social We, on my business. And and I'll go, "That's the one percent, mate." You know, that's the people that it's a direct. They're looking at a, at a mirror when they have a go at someone who's actually trying to start up a business. And people should be supportive and those who are scared of feedback don't be because you need to actually adapt your personality as an entrepreneur i'm far different as an entrepreneur than i was when i was working for a company far different my my i'm way more heartfelt way more heart-centered i believe in people you know i i find myself more emotional when it comes to other people's stories and if i'm getting emotional of other people's stories and i'm trying to help them with theirs Man, I'm in the right space, um, and feedback is essential. And and you know, I've had many people that people will always say when I work with I work with bigger businesses as well if they want my help and and I want to learn. Um, people will say, oh, we get these people that come in and they comment something really negatively. Are you able to deal with that?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just sure. But you never told you never told me about the 99% that people that actually love your content that respond really favorably. You've immediately jumped to the negative. Why? And they'll respond with, oh, well, you know, because that is, I don't like not being approving to someone. I don't, I want to, I want to I want to um, come across as positive all the time. So it doesn't happen like that. Business doesn't happen like that. There are people that hate you and there are people that for no reason and there are people that don't know you, right? Um, and there are people who, Will give you really great constructive feedback and open yourself up to those who you trust. But will give you hard feedback. And and I think if you're going into a business and you've just built it solo and you're not willing to listen to anyone else, you're in trouble early.
0: Totally. And I would also add that it'll shift the way you develop your content. It will shift the way your content is put out there and what's in the content. If you're open to that, right? If you're open to constructive feedback, if you're open to any, when what what anyone says, then you're going to share more of your heart. You're going to share more of, from a place of vulnerability and openness because if we're trying to get everyone to like us, if we're trying to get everyone to make sure that our content's on the positive side, that we're not going to be what our heart generally is. And that's oftentimes polarizing. Uh, we often have those polarizing type of, uh, especially for a solopreneur when putting out our heart from, you know as our brand, what we put out there is generally uh, polarizing in a, in a way that some people like some people don't. And if we, if we're not sharing that, we're not open to, we might put out some sort of vanilla type of, you know, plain post that everyone else is putting out there, which doesn't really serve anyone. Right. And, and Tos, it, it kind of brings me to your
1: like, you know, a really good space is what is good content is, you know, like is people will, will say to me, like, you see businesses that just boast, every time they get the opportunity. Entrepreneurs, I'm so good. I'm this, I'm that. It's, I think that that is a very, very risky path to go down. I posted on LinkedIn recently how becoming an entrepreneur has been the biggest struggle of my life, but the most rewarding is I've never worked harder up at five 30 in the morning working through to seven 30 at night every day. Right. I love what I do. But I also have a very love-hate relationship with it sometimes. You know, when you go, oh, I just I can't take that sick day. I can't go on leave, right? Is you, you, there's so much sacrifice there. And the authenticity about adding value is key. You know, tice you're, you're very good with your content game. So I'm preaching to the converted here. But how refreshing is it hearing something that's from the heart versus something that people want to position you in a different, like, oh, Sam Ricks is a hero. Oh, we've got to go with this guy. It's, that's not me. That's how I don't want to be perceived. I want to be perceived as a guy that works his ass off and is really passionate about you. Um, but I'm going to have to jump through some hurdles to get there. And, 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 and in no way I see these people that will come to me and they'll be almost on the verge of breaking down. I was like, mate, but you were posting so positively for the last, you know, three or four days around how good your life is and influences as well. I do a lot of influencer marketing, working with very high profile people in Australia. And some of them are miserable, mate, because they're painting a life that they don't have. You know, the influencer market was in huge trouble with um, when COVID hit. And, you know, they started because they weren't able to attend events they weren't able to to be there so you saw these people still pretending they're living the high life but deep down they they were not happy and you see the people that have really shot through in covid because they've admitted i'm not in a good space right now and it's the same thinking in business is add value right is the sales game is super dead add value at the top of the funnel, the top of the marketing funnel, and people will want to work with you because you know that, oh, Sam said that about this. So let's actually get him on the phone. I haven't, like, you know, for me, and probably for you as well, ties how many people do you get referred to? Like, it's great. And you're in a space where authenticity is key. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on, on content as well, because guys, for those listening is we're not, it's not just me who's in the content game. Tice produces a lot more content than I do and a lot better content than I do. So I'm very interested to hear your feedback on that.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the, the, the kind words, first of all um, the, for me, I mean, with, when it comes to content for me, it's just really sharing. First of all, from a place of authenticity, what I'm going through, because if I don't share that, <laughs> I mean, it's just locked up inside me anyway. I mean, this stuff wants to, it needs to come out, needs to be seen. And if I can, if I can inspire people through what I go through, that's my mission anyway. It's to learn and grow myself so that I can evolve to a, a place where I can help others do the same. And so I view my content, you know, if I'm, I've done, I've done lives before where I'm just like crying after like a two hour meditation. I've just like shifted something completely. And I'm, um, overcoming like this sadness or this fear or whatever it may be, um, but to me, you know, it's I don't I don't view content as something that needs to go out there and get a lot of engagement. I think I view it more from something that I need to share from my heart because that's what's flowing through anyway. And I think if people engage and like it as a byproduct, that's great. If people Um, dislike it and and don't resonate. That's cool as well. I mean, I will still continue to share that because it's my, it's my truth. It's what I'm going through and it's, it's um, yeah, it's coming across in that way. But like you say, it's, it's listening to that feedback as well. And so I can couple my authenticity and vulnerability with some value or some lessons or some things that I learned that people can tangibly take away with them uh, so they can, you know, they can create a shift in themselves or improve their day or, you know, help them reframe the way they see their own uncomfortable emotions, that sort of thing. That's really how I view content. Um, That's what I said.
1: So great there and so profound. I think you just don't understand the words that you said. You said I'm posting content that is for me. It's not for engagement. And I think that is powerful, man. Like, you know, is you're actually posting raw authenticity versus fishing for likes and fishing for comments. And I think that is why you stand head and shoulders above many, many people that I know in this in, in space.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what are some of the mistakes you see people making? If you see, if do you follow anyone that you see that has content going out there that, isn't hitting the mark or might come across as, uh, in a way that, um, that you may see, you know, is the downfall of their content.
1: 10 times a day is, I mean, individually, there are a lot of people that, so I guess there's two realms is two realms is one is the content, right? So the, so the actual flow of the content, right? Two, is mathematically and algorithm focused is the content in the right spot, right? Are you building it for the algorithms? So the one is the why. So if you're not talking about the why Ian Hawkins did a lot of work with me in this about what is your why, Sam? And I'm way more open to talk about it now. And I wasn't six, six, eight months ago. No way. Um, but sometimes you find people that will go, okay, just, and then they'll go and you're like first three seconds people are swiping past. It's like, you if you don't have them, it's like, bang, you are competing for people's attention. Think about when you go onto Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, what are you actually trying to do? You're trying to relax. You're trying to, you're trying to watch something. You're, you know, you're hanging on the couch. You're just chilling out. You don't want to be sold something. Right. So selling is so key I'm this and I'm really good at that and I've done this for this many clients and xyz it's like no nah, you're not for me you don't you you don't, you don't sit where I need to and I see that because I'm I'm a digital marketer and I'm an agency and as well as a, an individual and a freelancer I get hundreds of digital marketing agencies hit me up saying oh we're good with agencies we've done this we've done that xyz numbers numbers money 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 and you go no nah, dude I don't even know who you are like I like sh- sure. show me some case studies when we're very down the funnel. Um, but not right now. So selling is a big problem for me. Um, adding value and saying, look, this is how we did it. And this is how we got to this point. Very different. Cause then I go, okay, cool. I believe these guys, they're strategic thinkers. They're not rubbishing me cause they're taking me through that journey. Um, be it in your space ties or be it mine. Um, I think that is very, very key to good content. Number three is the pace of the content. Yeah. Like, as I said, you're competing for someone's attention is ensure that it's quick. It's snappy. Um, and if it is 10 minutes or eight minutes, ensure that people know that at the front, lead with your key messages, give someone who's watched it for a minute, the ability to know what you were going to say for the hour right? And, and I find that that's huge with, with me. It's like, I always say, put your logo in the first three seconds to my clients, put your logo in the first three seconds, give them the key USB, like Tarantino, the movie, you know, start with the end, then flow. Right. Because ultimately you can retarget off three seconds. You can retarget off 10% of videos viewed. So for me, I'm like, get it in there. And, and if you're in there, cool. That's good social media marketing. Um, but they're the huge mistakes, but it's also mathematically and, and from the algorithm is people, horizontal video is not performing anywhere near as, as vertical and square. Um, it is uh, it is a huge issue at the moment where people are going like this with their phones when they should be going like that. Um, if they're not placing it in where they need to place it, so Instagram stories is huge. Re- it's really great for brand awareness. Um, feeds for Instagram uh, and and you know TikTok and LinkedIn as well. You can essentially like at IGTV. You can push this content anywhere, um, but it's ensuring you've got it in the right format because your your content's just going to perform better. Because Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn will see it and go, you are, "You've made this as per our guidelines." Thanks. Cheers. Second one: captions. Ninety percent of people watch video without sound. Still. I'm always got my headphones on. This is a rare occasion. You'll see me with my ears out here. I'm very self-conscious about my ears. Can you tell? (laughs) Um, but, but the, like for me, it's you need to spend the time if you're making 60 second content to go in and write it because your average view duration will be longer. The amount of people you speak to Tice, you say, Hey, do you watch Netflix um, with the subtitles on? And they go, yeah, I do. It's a behavior and shifting. Um, so subtitles is key and graphics as well is, is I'm a big fan of like learning how to do a quick editing Canva, so people can understand it. Um, even if I don't have the time to do the subtitles. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that make bad content. Um, and that's okay because hopefully they're learning from it. Um, but that's where a lot of the work that I do is, is that, you know, the more content you're speaking about that adds value, the more long-term success you'll see.
0: I mean, I think that's the overall summary It's just like, if, if you have value in there um, then you're coming from the right space. But also what you're saying is always view, always view your content from the, the other person's perspective. Like if they're sitting on the couch and they're looking to relax or if they open up a video, right? And they want to know what's next and they want to be led to somewhere and, they, and you pace your content and then you put something on there that allows them to read it, whether it be subtitles or captions and things like this. Observing it from the, it's pretty simple, but observing it from the other person's perspective will heighten your level of awareness around what how you should structure your content, what you put in there, the ways in which you should do that. Like I've been, I've been guilty of having my phone sideways, you know, horizontal all the time. Um, That's because I don't do too much on Instagram and things like that. But, you know, in a, in my last um, Facebook live in the, in the group, I did it the other way. You know, I did it, I did it. um, I did it vertically and just to, you know, see how it felt, see what happened, see if it came up as a better way. You know, it's just, Testing and tweaking, right?
1: And it's also prep your content types. The amount of times people will just go out and just put a phone in front of their face when they're not as skilled as someone like you, when they don't have the ability like I do to kind of make something up and for it to stick is making content isn't easy. And people think it's easy. Like if you're blabbering on and going, "Um, yeah, so you're gone. The audience is gone. Right, is you need to prep it and understand what themes you're going to be talking about or what themes you want to cover if it's an animation for you to succeed. And and content calendars are absolutely mandatory for me, is that if I don't have I've got something in my diary that used to say LinkedIn post, do a LinkedIn post once a week. And I never did it. I never did it. I was lazy. I would always avoid it. I'd always start working on a client or something like that, or helping out one of the people that I'm coaching. And then I built a content calendar and guess what? I'm starting to do every LinkedIn post now, you know, like, and I'm starting to run some more ads because I want to test it because I've actually allocated the time and it's, it's, there is a whole, whole flow to content and it's not as simple as yeah. Thanks. Cheers. See you later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What, what What is your content calendar look like? How often do you post? What are you putting in there? What, what goes through your mind when you're organising your calendar?
1: So organically, I don't post that often because I don't have the reach. I'm not interested too much in a community like yourself, Tice. I just don't have, um, honestly and, and bluntly, I don't have the time to manage that effectively. And I don't think if you're going to do something well, do it. You do it really, really well. For me, it would just be, by the wayside, and that looks poor on my business and me. Um, but I post a lot of paid advertising, so targeted to specific niches around um be it uh you know young entrepreneurs, 30 to 40s, um, those getting in startups, you know. I've got my um, my 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 fingers in a number of pies when it comes to um shares and businesses and, and young startups, I think it's going to succeed. Obviously the content very much differs to those who I'm coaching, who I want to coach, um, and then in industries as well, you know, like for me, um, getting in the eyes of, of those who are admins of social pages or those engaged people on social media and, and those who actually stand for something, I see some great results and it's all about the cost per conversion for me. Um, but I do that in a way where I'm not actually trying to get them to do it. I was like, "Look, this is what I do, um, and this is my story, and I'm going to tell you my story." It has nothing to do with the product that you want, maybe a little bit, but this is my story, and this is what I do, and this is who I am, and this is how I can help. And these are some case studies. This is how I. This is how I do it, and a lot of the time they'll buy. It, but you know, there are times where I haven't got my content right, Tice, What do we do? Learn from it. Um, and so my content calendar is pretty. Probably about two, two new posts a week, edited, graphics, subtitled, um, takes me a bit of time and then rolling them out to, to, to niche audiences.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Like I said, we're in different, uh, different spaces and how we manage the content. I'm, I'm very, very lucky to have the group I do and the, the engagement that I do and the relationships I build because of it. Um, it does fascinate me that, uh, you can leverage content and you can push it out there. I think it, it's, you know, it, it's sometimes a smarter option for a lot of people to, uh, to just pay for that, for that content to be boosted and to have that it's just such a quick way of um, putting it out there. I, I personally have um, had some, you know, some issues with my mindset around ads where I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready yet and whatever and things like that. But, um, it's been in the last few years that I've, I've played around with it and it's, it's, it's really, really fascinating to me. So I think people can really start to shift their mindset around paid advertising and see how much time it actually does save you and actually, uh, you know, how much it's doing the work for you instead of building a community organically like me that takes years, um, you can do it very, very quickly. Um,
1: well, for well, each of this, I think the good way to explain it is we all have intro calls, Right. We all have those first meeting, first touch points. Like Tyson, I know yours was on messenger to me. I still remember it. Um, but for me, it kind of gives you an option to start a little bit further down the funnel because yeah. I know. who you are. So if they're speaking to someone and they've resonated and I'm targeting people at a hundred percent who've viewed my video, I know exactly what they've taken in and I know exactly where they are. So I can start faster and I can, pull them in straight away. So, so for me, it's like, you know, I definitely don't want to come across as salesy because I'm not, I'm a marketer, I'm a a mathematical marketer, but if I can save myself some time with, with using my skill set, then it's actually going to save me a lot more time in the long
0: run when I have these first cracks. Totally. Totally. And so what we hinted towards before, give us an an understanding on what you, how you help someone because it's not necessarily you jumping into their business and organizing their, their, their campaigns. You actually teach them these skills so that they can use it themselves. I want to hear in your own words, what is it that you help someone do when they, when they jump on board with you and helping them get from A to B? Number one, it's
1: understanding why they're posting right why why do they do what they do um and and what do they want to get out to, to people so firstly it's the content right it's getting the content the second thing is is i truly believe that someone will not work anywhere near as hard as you if they have the tools on your behalf so i'm a big fan of teaching people how to use back end of Ads manager, which is the Facebook and Instagram advertising systems, TikTok advertising, if it applies, LinkedIn advertising, if it applies, Google ads, if it applies. Mm -hmm. Um, So walking people through that step, 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 um, so they can actually take it and bring it entirely in-house. It is is pure empowerment. I sit back, I am off the tools with what I do. I will walk you through it and I'll take you through my hours and hours of courses to try and get you to the point but all I do is oversee in in my coaching is I oversee just to ensure that they're doing the right thing and I pull them up if they've done the wrong thing hey do you think that piece of content is in the right format for that feed hey do you think where's the subtitles on that where's you know what why are you targeting them you're retargeting audiences You, you know you're building retargeting audiences off your website they need to be a little bit more sales heavy than those who have never seen you before right don't you know there has to be that funnel right there has to be that step-by-step approach so really it's a uh, what i do is it's more like a 90-day um coaching where i'm 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 here I'm, i'm helping and to get you to the point where at 90 days you're completely empowered and you don't need me again um and and that is the beauty of it is is seeing these you know faces going oh my god i get it now this was so much easier than I thought and clearly it's not easy because I'm jamming 10 years of knowledge in 90 days, but it's, you know, it, it does get you to the point where you can spend the money you want to spend. You're not trusting anyone, but yourself. Um, and and I, I find that to be one of the biggest glories is that you can see your vision come to life.
0: That's cool. That's cool. And no doubt people start to learn more about their business. Like I said, as a byproduct of just putting out content and getting that, that numbers, the numbers back, You learn more about your audience. You learn more about how to test and tweak your business in a way that serves at a higher level. And it's just a, it's just a feedback loop of just shifting your content, shifting the niche you read, shifting the people that engage with you, shifting the clients that come in your way. And uh, that's what I love. It's just getting out there and testing, tweaking as you go and being that, that scientist. It's just like being, like you said, it's all about, it's about the numbers, run the math. Well, the the funny thing
1: is, Tice is being a marketer fifteen years ago was I've got a great idea. Now, being a marketer, and this is where I I run into so many kind of arguments with people—not arguments, but constructive conversations—where I'm like, being a marketer is a skill set, like a plumber or an electrician. Is I know what to do to get myself sales quickly. I know what to do to get to you know build brand awareness. And I've learned that through heavy tech platforms um, and and for me is stop looking at social media now like it's easy because it's not it's extremely difficult when you do it well and mm-hmm. and you know like Tyson you've spent years creating your community If someone was to tell you that was easy i'd laugh I'd go there's no way is I've spent years getting to the point where I can amplify someone's the right messages the powerful heartfelt messages to the right people where they can get clients or sales or businesses and man you know marketing is not what it used to be it definitely isn't and and you know something like a good idea like mad men people perceive marketing advertising like mad men it's a great idea let's go out and spend a billion bucks on a marketing campaign, it's, man, you're getting marketing research now in five with $5. Um, if that works, great. Keep going with it. But if it doesn't work, you've only spent five bucks. You haven't spent yeah. five million. Um, and that's the beauty of it, man.
0: Awesome. Well, a, cu- a couple of questions. One, I love to get your, I know you mentioned LinkedIn, you mentioned TikTok as sort of some places that people can, or, are getting organic reach right now. Um, and along with Instagram stories and things like that, where do you see social media going? Is there, any, is there anything that, is, that can be optimized right now or something that you can see in the near future that, that uh, you know, some trends that are up and coming?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, you're on a few of, here, a few of them here, Tyus, but Facebook groups is huge. Um, because you're getting notifications at the top of your feed when someone posts, comments, responds. So, so it's all about triggers and seeing in your feed, right? Organic reach is very difficult to achieve um, if you're just posting on your, on your page, but with Facebook groups, it's massive. You see good engagement. You see, um, you know, when you, when you um, uh, post in the serving circle, it just blows up because everyone's getting pinged. Um, so for me, Facebook groups is huge. I think made for mobile content is desktop is dying and it's, and it's, you know, that's why TikTok has taken off because it is a made for mobile experience. Um, and, and I think that will, TikTok is going to continue to rise and rise and everyone will have a conversation being like, so the kids now it's for the kids. Now I've built courses on TikTok, TikTok advertising. I think it's going to be absolutely massive. And I think LinkedIn's only going to be good if there's trends, they're going to do what Facebook and Instagram did. They will turn the tap off eventually. Cause right now I think LinkedIn's turning into a bit of a war zone with people messaging people, the amount of messages I get. Like I looked at my LinkedIn yesterday and I had like 28 messages from people i never, I never knew before on a sales yeah. call. I don't want that experience. Um, and so people are going to start, getting out of linkedin even though they just had 772 million active users on social media today um so it is still growing but from a sales perspective it's just it's not turning into this is what i love doing and this is why it's turning into hey buy my product buy my product which i hate um i think facebook's going to be um i mean facebook and instagram are huge i think instagram's under the pump from from tiktok at the moment but i think facebook's in a different realm um And, you know, you see people drop off Facebook and you see that the users are declining, but I think it's become such a behaviour in people's lives over such time is that it's always my number one stop. Um, So I don't think that's going to go, but I don't know. I think think the influencer landscape will change. I think there'll be people that... There'll be platforms you have to pay for um, to get influencer content. Like you're seeing OnlyFans now. I know it's very R-rated, but I think there'll be some some kind of smaller versions where you put in 10 bucks to get influencers content, but you can draw that 10 bucks back whenever you want. So they're making money on the interest, like that type of thing. I think that'll come into it. No ads, no distractions, um, which will kind of put us out of a job paid tie. So if everyone starts going to the paid platforms, um, but yeah, I think the trends are really hard because sometimes like Instagram just released reels last night. Oh, sorry. A few weeks ago, which is a direct TikTok competition. Um, And it's doing really well. Uh, Facebook shop and Instagram shop are now really starting to come to the party, which is going to compete against Amazon website purchases. So I'm always on the pulse and reading blog after blog after blog about what's happening. And man, it's a seesaw. So please don't hold me to account to anything I've just said today. Please everyone.
0: I will. I'm I'm writing it down, putting your name on it. (laughs) October, October 30, Sam Ricks. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> we'll see what happens no that's the that's the fascinating thing when it comes to um when it comes to social media comes to um you know content and and comes to people getting out there on online you never know where it's going to go you never know what the audience i mean for for someone to say you know 10 years ago that we will be listening to um podcasts that are three hours long people say you're crazy but, uh, Attendance spans getting to thirty thirty five seconds, but Joe Rogan's got the biggest podcast in the world, right? And it's you know some of his interviews are, are three hours long, and people listen to the whole thing. You never know. I mean, it, you, we can do our best to predict, um and we can do our best to do the research. We can have upcoming um ideas, but in in reality, we have no clue. But that's the fun of it. I, I feel if we're if yeah. like you say if we're on the pulse like like you are and you love this sort of stuff, it's just a fascinating journey. I find.
1: But I would always say, don't scrunch your nose when a new opportunity comes about, because mm-hmm. a lot of people did that with TikTok, and now there's a lot of TikTok famous people, including mm-hmm. myself. Hey, I'm not an angel here, um, and I saw and I saw it as a huge opportunity, and, and and I'm doing TikTok advertising now for me for my TikTok course. But it, like, I started on that platform, and I was like, this is come on, this is this is just dancing and whatever. I'm on it right? Socially way more than I want to be at the moment. Like I can't stop watching this because it is so perfect for mobile. It's just bang, new video, full screen, bang, new video, full screen, bang. new. There's nothing like, it's just the most cleverly crafted platform and don't laugh at the trends. I promise you it's a business opportunity for everyone out there.
0: Yeah, Awesome. Beautiful. Well, where, where can you, where can we find out more about you and what you do if we want to check out your content, check out your, your courses, anything like that? Where can we find you?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm more of a guy that likes to be more personal. So definitely my personal LinkedIn account is a good place to start. It's where I have a lot of interaction with those that want to talk to me about marketing. So Sam Ricks uh, on LinkedIn, you'll see me probably in a pretty boring suit wearing a tie I apologize guys. It's not the image I'm giving off to Tice right now in a t-shirt in, a, in, a, in my second bedroom. Um, but also uh, I've got a website, www.so shall which is, which is my business and it's um, it's more skewed away from the coaching, uh, but more to the kind of larger organizations that need my help in the digital realm. So yeah i'm more of a i'm more of a pick up the phone or jump on jump online and we'll have a conversation type of guy so if you if you're interested in me i'm more than um, i'm more than willing to indulge
0: perfect I'll, I'll put all the links um, wherever the hell this is posted uh, so people can reach out and get on a chat with you and see where see where they can go but a chat with you is always always valuable in terms of your tips your, your even just the even just the optimism and the and the know how of you know, you can grow like it's 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 engaging for people to have those conversations when they're in a space online and they're just like, I've got no clue what I'm doing. To get on a chat with you with the level of certainty, the level of optimism, the level of um, enthusiasm about where this can go is always refreshing. And so that's what I love. That's why I wanted to have a chat with you here and, uh, and give you the, those sort of things and give you that opportunity. But is there anything else you want to share? Any other tips, tricks that comes up? Any lasting thoughts that uh, would make this feel complete well
1: firstly mate thank you for the feedback I'm, I'm very humbled and, and it's always nice to, to to hear things and you're right like there is always opportunity to grow if people can get stuck or they get stuck in the mud or they can't move is there are ways you just don't know them yet um and I, I think that's that's super important but no I think if there was one thing I wanted to do it's just to um, you know people like myself and those who I've interviewed in the past is man check out the serving circle that Tice does. It's a serious beast. And, um, I can't recommend it enough. I've made some really great friends. We had a conference on the weekend, um, and Tice you're doing such a great job, man. So it it is honestly a privilege to be here, mate. And I appreciate it.
0: You're very welcome. Very welcome. It's always a pleasure. I mean, I'm going to have more and more interviews like this, because I think it's just such valuable pieces of tools and tips and strategies that people can actually implement um but i want to thank you for your, your openness your honesty your ability to just share what your 10 years of experience in this type of field has done um like i said it's really really cool and no doubt we're going to be communicating back and forth you know and seeing who we can who we can help and and how we can collaborate all those different things um but once again just want to thank you my friend it's awesome to have you on here
1: mate. thank you appreciate it Toss.
0: Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called the Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, How may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.